Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 16 of the Audible Farm Podcast. This is our first episode of the new year. I hope everybody had an awesome New Year's Eve. I played a show at the Poor House in Humboldt, Iowa, and it was awesome. Three Finger Betty uh, was the headliner, and the band that opened up for us was Ancient Elm, and they were amazing as usual. I, uh, I've had the opportunity to see them about once, yeah, once or twice every year for the last three or four years, and, and it's always great seeing those guys. Uh, it was awesome to actually get to play a show with them. That was, that was tons of fun. You know, in the new year, I was uh, I I'd started the podcast hoping to interview artists, musicians, things of that nature, and I thought, you know, why not interview somebody that has helped me out quite a bit in the music scene? Uh, this episode is with a promoter in the Des Moines area. He actually lives near Perry, Iowa, and uh, we met up to talk about how he promotes shows and what he does and. And it's it's pretty awesome. Uh, he goes by the name Dominic Derringer. He's got Crazy One Promotions. Um, you can check him out online. He's pretty much everywhere. He's got a pretty good, pretty good following on his social media. He's got Twitter and Instagram. He takes uh, little snippets of videos of bands that he promotes and uh, shows that he does. And he's he's a really nice guy. I met him at a couple of shows. And when I first started playing with Three Finger Betty, he was one of the first guys that. Uh, was you know was willing to book us on on several different shows and and we discussed that a little bit as well as some of the other bands that he had started booking and and how we got started booking and it's kind of an interesting talk because uh booking shows consistently while not being in a band is is a pretty selfless endeavor as far as I'm concerned so I I you know I went into this one thinking that it was going to be pretty interesting for everybody to see actually what goes on in uh booking shows and how he goes about doing it cuz it does pretty much uh it's pretty much something he just does on his own time as a favor to all of the bands so I th- I thought that was pretty neat we we talk about it in the podcast so that'll be coming up here and uh I thanks everybody for listening in 2018 I posted some stats on uh social media and we almost had a thousand views on the 15 podcasts that I did last year. So uh, this year is going to be just as good, if not better. Uh, I'm going to be trying to be more interactive with people online. So uh, just check me out on social media. We'll talk more about that in the outro to the episode. But right now, this is uh, episode number 16 with Dominic Derringer. He is a promoter for Crazy One Promotions, which is a company that that he had started to help promote bands and book them and get them to play shows. And uh, he's a heck of a guy. This is a great podcast. I'm glad we did one together. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get to do another one in the future because he's, he's awesome to talk to. So this is episode 16 with Dominic Derringer. It's the Audible Farm Podcast. With your host, Peter Stockdale. What's up? I'm sitting down today. It's uh, sitting down with Dom Derringer. Uh, that's uh, how you're known. Is that your real name? It's Dominic, yeah. Dominic. That's my real name. Heck yeah, man. Uh, Dominic runs a promotion company uh, around the central Iowa area, and it's called Crazy One Promotions. How did you get started promoting shows, man? Actually, it started back in uh, 2005. Um, I grew up in Knoxville, Iowa, which we had several bands around, local bands around there that were 
doing shows and I really wasn't into that kind of stuff. I was into the more, you know, commercial stuff that was out, like a maiden and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, uh, Salt of Society was playing uh, a battle of the bands in uh, Des Moines at the Valor Ballroom, which was taking place over three or four weeks. Yeah. And uh, I went to it to, to support them. Mm-hmm. But while I was there, I just saw so many awesome bands. Yeah, man. I mean, there was Mind Right, Reality's Flaw, Index Case was there. Yeah. I mean, uh, Waiting for the Fall, which is kind of a Nemo type kind of band, but man, there was just there was just so many awesome bands there. Yeah. And uh, I was just wondering how I never heard of them before, you know? Because <laughs> back then, you know, in two thousand five, you know, the only social media thing around was MySpace. Yeah. And it really wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it wasn't as good as it could have been, that's for sure. But that was why how I got started. And after I went to that Battle of the Bands and Salt Society ended up winning, then that got me kind of interested into, well, man, I should do something to get these bands noticed, you know, somewhere yeah. they can get some more fans because I'd never heard of them, uh-huh. you know, I, and they were great. Isn't that always kind of weird how, like, you can end up going to a show and you never heard of a band, and then you, like, end up enjoying them so much, and it's it's not like it's that crazy, but, like, it's like, dang, these guys are from Iowa or, like, you know, somewhere around the Midwest, and they're, like, just a local band. They're not signed to any labels or anything, and, like, how are they so good? And, you know, it's just one of those things that's crazy. You never really sit down and think too much about it until you go to the show and you see them and you're just blown away by them. There's a lot of bands like that. Yeah, I mean, there really is in Iowa. There's a ton of them. I mean, I've I play shows and I get to see bands, but Dominic, um, I mean, you've got you know more bands than almost anybody I know around the area. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Being the promoter, I'm sure you you get to enjoy that a lot. You know, see a lot of bands, a lot of music. Actually, I do, and it's kind of awesome, and it's kind of awesome how some so many bands have just came to me just wanting to do shows in Iowa. Yeah, you know, I get them. I've done shows with bands from California. From New York, I did a show with a band from Canada. Heck yeah, international. And I can't say nothing, but I got a really cool show coming up in May. Oh, that's awesome. That the band is from way far away. Yeah? You're going to put that on your uh, Crazy One promotion page? Yep, and it's going to be at Lefties. Nice. So uh, if you want more information on that, make sure you go to the Crazy One promotion page. I'll put a link to it in the description for you. But... uh, yeah, that crazy one promotions, man. You do a ton of stuff, and I mean, you were one of the first people I met when I started playing music around because you helped out Three Finger Betty when we started. Uh, as I, a, I as love a four, Three Finger Betty. Yeah, we started out as a four piece in like the beginning of 2017. I think you were one of the first people to book us as a four piece, and you know, super thanks for that. Hey, no problem. Um, I love you guys. Yeah. Three Finger Betty is an awesome band. Yeah, and it's hilarious. The songs <laughs> are just awesome, awesomely funny. I mean. It's a good show, no matter what. Oh yeah, man! It's uh, it's one of those things we talked about on that John Waugh podcast about, you know, it's like tough to take it seriously, but it, you can kind of take it seriously, and it's not really about anybody specifically, you know. So all the songs are kind of making fun of people, and it's just we're just having a good time more than anything. Yeah, it is. It's a good time. Yeah. Same with the shit kickers and yeah, dude. I mean, it it's a great time to see. I love it. Uh, we ended up booking a show with you at Boggs. It was one of the first shows I played Three Finger Betty with. And uh, you end up booking quite a few shows at Boggs. Like, what kind of stuff? I think you do a monthly show there, Yeah, right? I do uh, 
usually the second Sunday or second Saturday of the month. Yep. Um, November is a little bit different because Boggs gives the second Saturday to uh, Jeremy Ogre McBurney for the Heat the Homeless show. Okay. Yep. So I just take the next Saturday. But no, that's pretty cool. Other than that, it's second Saturday of the month. Yeah, for uh, everyone that doesn't know, we we just said Boggs, but it's Boggs Whole Avenue Tavern. Yeah. It's a uh, Whole Avenue Tavern in Des Moines, and uh, Jason Boggs, right, is uh, yep. the guy who owns it and runs it. He's a he's a great guy. He's had Betty in there. He's has tons of bands in there. There's open jam nights and cold beers. It's just a great time for everybody. And involved. it's the easiest place I've ever booked a show at. Yeah, uh, it's low stress environment. Everybody's always having fun. There's never, it never seems like there's any extra stress added to the musicians or the no. promoter or anything that doesn't need to be added so it's, it's always super cool uh those shows are where i have my most fun at because yeah i mean you know the band's gonna get paid yep so you don't got to worry about how many people came through the door or yep. you know if people are even gonna show up mm -hmm. or you know somebody's gonna show up yep somebody's getting paid yep and it's always the bands yeah. so i mean it may not be two three hundred dollars but you know exactly. you at least get something exactly and you get to have an awesome time yeah dude it's so much fun uh you get the built-in audience at, at whole like it's yep. it's almost guaranteed you're gonna have the place at least half full on the weekends every weekend it, it's it's just crazy how that place is always thumping with people uh everybody's always having a good time like i said as much time as i've spent in there i've never never seen anybody fighting with anybody i've never seen anything like i haven't that. seen anything either it's, it's usually pretty calm and yeah everybody's just having a good time yeah, that's dude. all it is everybody's pretty open to all the music that's there speaking of like all the kinds of music that's there you do that monthly show there and you pre it's pretty much no holds barred you have metal bands you have punk bands uh almost anything that is worth listening to you'll give them a shot yeah i don't i don't really care you know um to me it's all a form of metal Yep. I mean, it all originated from the blues, you know, yep. so it's all, I don't get into the genres like uh -huh. punk and death metal and, you know, yep. that, that's just adding a lot of extra things to the music. I mean, who cares? It's, it's metal. Yep. Whether it's, it's uh punk or it's, you know, the screamy death metal, yep. whatever. It's all metal. Oh yeah. And that's the way I look at it. Mm -hmm. I, some people will disagree, but, yeah. you know, that's how I look at it. So I really don't care about genres. Yep. I just, whoever wants to play, hey, I'll let them play. Yeah. You know? um, it doesn't matter if they're from out of state or, you know, some two-bit town in Iowa that nobody's ever heard of. And sometimes those are the best bands, too. Exactly. I love that stuff. Those, It's yeah. so fun when you get somebody from... I'm. I don't know. Just name it. I'm not. I don't know any small towns that are. I don't want to pick on. But yeah, just name a small town. It's like you guys came from that town. How did you come from that town? Like how did you even find everybody here? It's. It's so wild. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, I gotta thank you. You like put us in touch with sports team on a show once, and that was totally oh, fun. And they I ended, loved those guys. Yeah, they ended up becoming a TV cop. They went through a name change and a lineup change, and I did an interview with uh, Dakota from yeah. TV cop, and uh, man. I love those guys so much, and it's one of those deals where, like, had we not done a show with you on a month, uh, monthly Boggs Whole Avenue Crazy One promotion show, like, we never would have ended up getting in touch with them. Like, what are some of, like, the better, I guess, like, you could call it punk-ish bands that you've, like, run into? Because it doesn't seem like there's a ton of them. No, there really isn't, really. I mean, uh, 
well, Three Finger Betty. Yep. There's the Astro Bastards. They're, yeah. they're kind of a cool band. They're yep. a little younger, but yep. they're kind of a cool band. I love those guys. Sexually Aggressive Silverbacks. They're so funny. They're so funny. <laughs> Your mom's a whore, man. Dude, that shit is so funny. I, uh... It's another one of those bands, like, don't take what they're saying seriously. Just laugh along with it, because it is, is. It is so funny. Like, I've seen moms, and they're, like, listening to what they're saying, and they're just like, huh? You know, they like they just laugh along, because what else are you going to do, man? They are. They're just funny. And uh, they put on a great show, too. I yeah, mean, dude. I love it. The talk between them, and, I mean, it's just, it's an awesome time. I mean, yeah, dude. You can't have a better time at a... At a show and listening to the Silverbacks. I love I love going to Silverback shows and hearing people yell "Bow Bow Debadow." It's like one of their songs, but it just sounds like people are shouting nonsense in the crowd. It's so funny, and then, and then they don't even end up playing it sometimes. And it's like that is awesome. They just completely skipped over the song. Everybody yelled, and it just sounds like everyone's yelling nonsense. But yeah. those guys are those guys are tons of fun. Let's see who else is there, man. There really isn't that many more. I mean, um, like Sleepover, they're around too. Yeah. yeah. They're- I did an interview with Hold for Swank, but they they do shows kind of sparsely here yeah, and there. They don't do them very often anymore. Yeah, it's it's uh, tough to book. Actually, the shows. they were in that uh, Battle of the Bands thing too. No kidding. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, they've been around for a while. They're one of those bands that's uh, got a stronghold, you know. Man, they've just won't quit. You know, I love it. Have you ever uh, booked any shows with them? No, oh. I've tried to. Yeah. It just has it. Some bands, it's just hard. So it just doesn't seem to hit the right time you know they're either busy or i got something else or you know it just happens that way with a lot of bands and you know that was one of them that it just never do you ever ever run into the situation when you're booking a show sorry to just like cut you short there that's okay but like uh like you're trying to book a show and do you ever ask like i know you're looking for like oh let's say three bands on the show do you ask three bands and then wait to see if somebody says no and then go to the next one because like Sometimes that might end up putting you in a situation where it's just like a week before showtime and, and a band finally is just like, I can't do this. I do, and I don't really have a problem with bands not answering back. Yep. You know, either, you know, I'll talk to the guys or, you know, something like that. Let me know that they're, you know, going to try to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't really have that problem. Um, but, yeah, I usually just ask three bands or if you know most of the shows lately have been because somebody's asked me for a show Mm -hmm. they want to either come to iowa or you know one of the locals just goes hey i want to do a show on this date can you hook me up yeah and that's usually how most of them come around now a lot of the out-of-state bands that i do have came from recommendations from other iowa bands that have went on tour and they've asked them about coming to iowa and they'll tell them about me, and they'll contact me, which that has happened a lot. You know, that's that's really awesome. That's probably, like, the best part about having you around here is because, like, if someone's coming through and they don't know where to go, a lot of times I'll just point them your direction because I spend a little bit of time in those Facebook groups with uh, musicians seeking musicians and Iowa bar bands and all those other ones, and I almost always send them your direction because it's, it's like even if you are busy or don't have a specific show or a place, you can at least point them to somewhere that could help them out, I always felt. And, uh, I mean, we even did that. I tried doing that today with you a little bit. I saw somebody was going to maybe try to come into town, so I, I sent them your direction, and I don't know how it all shook down. But yeah, we worked it out. We're going to do something on that date. I'm always, I'm always pretty happy to send people your way, man, because you, 
like I said, you've helped us out so much, and you always help us get paid. You do your promotion right. You're always online. You're always sharing your stuff. You've got Instagram. You got the Facebook. You got it all, man. I try to. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I've I've noticed you do uh, when you do your monthly shows is you post a video to almost every platform of almost every band. And, you know, you it's like you get a little snippet of a band here on Twitter. Yeah, I usually try to do a couple songs. You yeah. know, I don't give them the whole show, but something to kind of give people an idea of what's happening. Yeah. So that they can go, well, hey, maybe I need to check them out the next time. Yeah, exactly. And that was one of the things that I remember talking to you at a show about. And I, I thought it was like a really cool way that you go about doing it. Because, like, I started just recording everybody, like the whole show and then putting it online. And, and you had a little bit of a different approach where it was to just give people small samples of stuff. Because, like, some of my favorites was like, well, here's the end of a song, and here's the first half of the next <laughs> song. Because you don't get a whole song, but you get you get two songs, and you get half of both of them. So it's just like, well, that's pretty awesome because you, you don't give everybody the full experience. But it's kind of like, well, here's one bite of the cheeseburger. You should have probably bought the whole thing, shouldn't you have? And then by that time, they're like, yeah, man, I should have, you know? Yeah, like, that's kind of what I, I try to do. Sometimes I forget not to stop and i just yeah. keep going but yeah. you know because i'm enjoying the show and i'm not even paying attention to what i'm doing i'm just Bingo. you know i got my, my little phone there and i'm just recording and i'm listening and having a great time and but i try to just do a couple of songs or maybe half of one and half of another yeah. or something like that and I, i'll do it sometimes i'll do it on facebook or twitter or you know uh -huh. instagram i've done several things on instagram i try i've done I've tried to do a couple on YouTube, mm -hmm. but it seems to take too long for them to, you know, to, to upload. Yeah. So I end up for just yeah forgetting about it and not doing it. It's tough on YouTube because there's like a long upload wait, and then they gotta process it, and you just it's. I know what you mean. Most of the stuff I just upload overnight and just walk away from and let it <laughs> let it do its work, you know. And yeah. hope, sometimes I'll schedule them out later so it comes out in the middle of the day for people, but it's. It's just the way I ended up doing most of my stuff on YouTube. Yeah, it's it's hard sometimes on YouTube. I yeah. don't. I mean, I, I work a full time job. You know, I got a wife that has some problems that we have. To, you know, yeah, have man. To take care of, and you know, I try to keep this thing going. So yeah, you got full life on your plate, and you're still doing all this promotions for bands, and it's a pretty selfless endeavor. Like, uh, do you ever play music at all, or was that something you ever did? No, I'm just not musically inclined. <laughs> no. You just really liked music. I just, I, I can't play. I tried playing the guitar, but I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the hands for it, and I really don't have the, the memory capacity to remember all of, you know. Yeah. You know, I can remember part of a song, but then I couldn't remember the rest of it. Yeah. So, I don't really have that talent. Yeah. But, so, like they say, if you can't, if if you can't do it, teach it. Yeah. You know, and that's so that's kind of what I do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. A, like I said, it's noble, man. It's it's something that definitely, I wish more people did promoting around here. And it's not like there's not promotion places or people around here, but I, I just feel like you're probably one of the strongest, like, uh, in the area for doing that kind of stuff. And like I said, you just... Well, I appreciate that, you know. You, I just do my thing and hope yeah. people enjoy it, so... I mean, you've, like I said, you've put us on shows with bands that it's just... It's it's not like we don't fit in with them, but it's just like it gives everybody a fresh start. Cause it's like I play a lot of shows with punk bands, so then I get to go play shows with metal bands and see see bands I don't get to see all the time because I'm actually playing on a show with them, you know. And whether it's uh, let's see, your Alter Within or uh, 
Uh, I mean, there's a handful of bands that I've played with. I mean, you, I think we did an Ancient Elm show at Hull. I'm not sure if you put that one no, on. I didn't but, do that one, I don't think. Man, but yeah, we played a show with them recently, <coughs> and it was, it was, you know, it's just one of those things where you see a band because you played with them, and you're just like, well, these guys are really good. I need to hook up with them again some other time. We were like, we were speaking of the Astro Bastards. We're going to do a show with them in Humboldt. I'm glad to bring them out at Des Moines to get them, you know, a little bit more exposure because those guys are so much fun. They, uh... They recently did a split with the uh, sexually aggressive silverbacks, and uh, I didn't pick a copy of that up. I'm pretty mad I didn't. Uh, I yeah, I haven't got of, one either. I was at the show. Hopefully, they'll have more. But those guys, uh, they sell out of stuff. They've got a fan base that buys buys their stuff. Like <laughs> it's one of those deals. Like if you want a sexually aggressive silverback shirt, you better buy it while they have it because it's gonna sell out, and you know it's gonna. The design for that. That, that shirt I mean, is awesome. That is, that is the coolest shirt ever. I love, love, love their design for their logo for that. It's um, Go look it up online. It's it's a monkey and a banana. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it is. You, you got to go look it up. It's There's, awesome. Yeah, it's so good. Um, I guess it's a gorilla and a banana. But still, yeah, I'm not going to be, what, primate cyst? It's like racist towards primates species uh, it's, it's, it's just awesome <laughs> yeah, that's dude. all you need to know <laughs> yeah i mean check them out online they're tons of fun uh we were mentioning them earlier what are some other bands you've booked around the area because like like i said you know more bands than i know around the area and and you're you interact with them a lot more than i do you recently booked that raven show no, I didn't do that. You didn't book that Raven show? No, that was Metro. Metro booked that. Holy cow. But I did. I, I would have loved to have done yeah, that, but yeah. I was there. <laughs> yeah, dude, I totally saw you there. That was a, that was a hell of a time. Um, like, I, That was the show we played with Alter Within, and I know I know we did a crazy one promotion yeah, show with you, and, is, yep, uh, with you think... and them. Uh, who were some other bands? We were... Oh man, there's a lot. I mean, there's so many. I know it's. It feels so weird to try and mention some without snubbing the others. Yeah, I, I, I know I'm gonna do it. But Ben Christopher and Pacing Zero, man. Yes. Yep. That's Pacing Zero is freaking awesome. Yeah, we did. I a, don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, we did a New Year's Eve show with them last year. Last year we did yeah. at, at Boggs. They're really good. There's actually uh, Ben's from. Well, I guess I don't know if Perry's your hometown, but he's from Perry, and no, that's not my hometown. But and that's that's where you're uh, centrally, I guess, located. Yep. And it's kind of crazy to have like you guys both in the same town, <laughs> and it's I don't know. I mean, Iowa's only so big, and there's only so many towns, but it's just kind of nuts that you guys both live in the same town. That was purely accidental. <laughs> How crazy was it to like run into him? How'd you first find out about the uh, Patient Zero? Uh. I saw a post on Facebook about him, mm-hmm. and you know I, I'd lived here for years and never even. Well, I've been to BRG Music before, yep. and I knew the previous owner mm-hmm. a little bit. You know, we talked a few times, but never really interested in any of that. But mm-hmm. um, I saw a post about him, and I was doing a show at Boggs's that from for a band called On My Six. Yeah, from Illinois, mm-hmm. and they sounded kind of. I mean, they're pretty close in style. Uh, Patients are more thrash, as a more of a thrash metal band, and yep, you know, uh, on my six is more of a progressive. I guess you would call it a metalcore band. Yep, which I don't like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just the John. <laughs> the genre dude, I'm just kind of giving the people an idea. Yeah, of you could going. split hairs all day on that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and then. Uh, Absolute Power yeah. was on that show. That's cool, man. I've heard of all those bands. And 
that was how I actually got a hold of uh, Pacing Zeros to do that show. Yep. And they agreed, and I've done, I don't know how many, five or six shows with them since then. That's cool, man. Yeah, they're they're really awesome. I've, I'm stoked to catch their next show, uh, their last show I unfortunately missed because I had prior obligations. But uh, that's just the way it goes. We were talking about that in another podcast where sometimes you end up wanting to go to a show and uh, you're playing a show or something like that. Have you ever run into that situation where time. you, you want to go to a show and you're promoting another show? Because you've got obligations just like the people in the band. you got to be there at the show because you're the promoter, man, and that's the way it works. I, and, I try to go to every one of my shows, yeah, you know. Yeah, props. This year was a little bit tougher. I've had some personal problems. And, yeah. You know, I'm not getting into it. It's life, yeah, it's life stuff. I had life stuff to take care of, and I did a lot of overtime at work this yep. year. and. So I missed a few that I really didn't want to, but I just had to. Yeah. But usually I'm at every one of my shows. Yeah, you are, man. I, I see you. And like I said, I've seen you at shows that you didn't even put on. So, like, you're always around at the music scene checking out other bands, new bands. Like I said, at that Raven show, you were just at that. To ju- Dude, I loved that. That was an awesome show. And yeah. not just because Raven was there. Yeah. Unity was a lot better than I thought they were going to yeah, be. Yeah, man. We, I'd never seen them before. And I was pretty impressed. We nailed it at that show, I think. At least I just felt like we did. Um, that was We dropped a lot of jaws at that show. There were a lot of people that were like, holy cow, Like, where have you guys been? That's kind of what I was thinking. And it's just one of those deals where it's uh, another one of those, everybody in that band is in multiple bands for the most part, and everybody's got life stuff, and we're all from different parts of Iowa, and went through a lineup change, then went through another lineup change, and it's just, yeah, just band stuff and life stuff, but... I love getting out there with those guys and playing shows. Alonzo's a hell of a singer. Uh, you know, Sean is a hell of a guitar player. And we got Clint in the band, and, and Marco's in the band now. Clint, so. Clint, Clint. Yeah. Clint. Gotta love the Clint. Yeah, Clint Blumker, man. I mean, his drum set might seem big, but I've never seen anybody play a drum set that big that well. He uses every drop yeah, of, I was the, gonna every say, drop he of uses, the kit. He uses every inch of it. Yeah, man. It's not like he's just bringing it out there for show. He's, yeah. he's playing the whole damn thing. There's some there's some drummers that you know have stuff they don't even use through the whole set. Yep. And he's using everything. Yeah, man. I like Clank. Yeah, and that's nothing to be said about like you have to have a big drum set though. There's people that have small drum sets where yeah. it's just like how are you making this much noise with you know two toms and a snare and a kick and it's just wild to think about that kind of stuff because drumming yeah. like I'm not super good at it at all <laughs> and that's like the one instrument that always just made me be like how do they do this you know I. Like I said, you were talking about playing instruments, and that's one that's always eluded me. I just I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, man, it just it's. <laughs> I'm not coordinated enough to do two hands and <laughs> two feet. And <laughs> oh man, yeah, it, it just seems like one of those things where you could just sit down and just wave your arms around and start hitting stuff, and it would sound good. And it is not even close to that. Nope. I was uh, at a show recently, and somebody was like, "Isn't that weird that the drums are like the one instrument that everybody thinks they could sit behind and play, and nobody can?" Like, almost nobody can, it seems like. It's so funny. I mean, that's not like a shot at drummers, but like someone like me or you, like, it seems easy when you sit back there and then you hit about three things and you're like, whoa, this is difficult. Like, how how do I do any of this stuff? And some of those guys, man, they just, they they go all out. Yeah, man. You see some people just doing all kinds of stuff that you're you're like, man, I couldn't go that fast. Yeah, there's reasons a lot of drummers don't wear shirts, because otherwise they'd be dumping sweat everywhere, man. I, uh, 
A lot of those guys are like secretly shredded too. They like walk around and they don't look very ripped and then they sit down to play the drums and it's like I can see your six pack in every picture I take and that's messed up, man. <laughs> like you're Sal. Yeah. From uh Absolute Power. Yep. Oh man. Salastino Sal Ramirez. I gotta check them out sometime. I've never actually seen them live, but I do see their posts. Sal is a good drummer too. Yeah. I and that's one of the things like uh I Dude, we could go on about all kinds of people in yeah, bands. I I feel like I should like get in touch with you more and almost have you book me some interviews or something <laughs> because you know so many people that uh like I said, my reach is only so far and I only know so many people. So like having you to like I don't know, just to have it spit a name out here or there, just you know, find a character that might be fun to interview with you would be like tons of fun. Hey, we could do that. Yeah, I mean I'll send you some. That's like I said. That's the benefit of having you around the state. Is uh, how long have you been doing this? Since two thousand five. So that's thirteen years now. Thirteen years we've been doing this almost. Actually, the last three or four really just skyrocketed. Yeah, man. You I still mean, got you still got t-shirts. I got a few left. I think some extra large and two uh, X is man, left. I got to snag a t-shirt from you. I think that's a. Uh, it's one of those things I just started getting T-shirts from everybody and, and slapping them on every time I play a show. And it's always nice to support anybody around here that's kind of local, you know. I've got so many shirts and I haven't even worn half of them. Oh, yeah, I bet you've got a collection that's insane. <laughs> I got a lot, man. Yeah, I can only imagine. That's one of those things, like, what do you do if you have that many shirts? You almost got to, like, decorate them or put them into a quilt or, like, I don't even know how you would. Actually, I bought a Raven shirt and it's hanging up on the wall. Yeah, man. I will not wear that one. Raven was such a good show. That was one of those deals where I I went in there very reserved, even though I knew that, like, based on what I had seen online and people had said that Raven puts on a really good show, I was still just like, this is going to be okay. You know, it's, you know, thrash metal or new wave of British heavy metal or some of that kind of genre-ish yeah. from the 80s. They're going to, you know, play metal. It's going to be great. It's going to sound, you know, somewhere in the Motorhead area. If some people like the Motorhead kind of stuff. Dude, they killed it, and it's not like this is like I didn't expect them to go up there and kill it, but man, it was it was insane, dude. It was so insane. I know, man. I uh, it's that's like the best feeling in the world is going to a show and in, enjoying it more than you thought you were going to. I think, and uh, it, I knew I was going to enjoy it. Yeah, we were talking before the podcast about that a little bit. Um, dude, I mean, and he still hits the high notes and yep. everything, man. Yeah. He hasn't lost his voice. I mean, they come on. They still got energy. Vince Neil doesn't even have his voice anymore. No, man. It's uh, I mean, like they'd be playing like solos and stuff and ending songs, and the drummer would be playing his sticks on the bass guitar. I mean, it's just they were just partying the whole time, grinding their guitars together and stuff. It's, it's nuts, man. It's uh, it's a hell of a show. I mean. I don't know if Raven's going to come back around anytime soon. I don't so you, know, but so man, may they got to the be boat. in a bigger venue, man. Yeah, you may have missed the boat on that one, but uh, yeah. ne next time they come through, next time any band comes through and you're just thinking about going, just go, man. Just go. Because I'll tell you what, that's you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Me and Dom were talking before the podcast how I don't know if it's the internet that's doing it or if it's... Uh, just maybe it's just me now realizing it because i started a podcast but i feel like there's so much awesome music out there and there's so many good bands and it's uh i don't know if it's all coming out at once or if everybody's now just enjoying music more or if there's like a resurgence of art or what it is but uh i think it's more the availability of it now yeah i mean like i was telling you i ordered 
Raven's first album through the mail. I mean, yep. I had to go to the bank and get my money changed into euros. And I mean, it, oh was, my gosh. it was, and back, you know, this is the early eighties. There wasn't very many banks that could do that. Uh-huh. You know, so I had to really shop around to find a bank that could even do that. Yeah, I had to even... get like an international, I don't even remember what it was called, money order or something. Yeah. It's not even, it wasn't even like a Columbia house or anything. <laughs> no. And I sent it away to some place in, you know, in England and, you know, I think it was three or four months later, I got the album in the mail. It wasn't easy to get anything, yeah. and especially in Iowa, because, you know, the only thing we really got back then was the, the popular stuff. Yeah. You know, the stuff you could hear on the radio. Yeah, you get like your Tom you know. Jones or whatever. Yeah, you know. Like, you know I'm just throwing it in. You got that, REO Speedwagon, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. You yeah. know, there was no real place to go and buy, you know, metal albums, yes. really. A few... Record stores kind of had some, but didn't really have, you know, the uh, obscure stuff. Yeah, they always had. I was more the guy that wanted something that I nobody had ever heard of. Yep. I was the guy that went into the record store and said, "Hey, you got Combat Records here," because they were like the most obscure stuff. I mean, there was stuff from coming from England and Germany and stuff like that that you know was just amazing stuff that wasn't here yet yeah and you know that's how i found out about motorhead and you know some of those other bands mm-hmm. you know like we were talking about raven and yep. i mean there was just so many other cool bands out there that nobody had even heard of what? and that's what i went looking for for the heavier type I- actually the cover had to be the scariest freaking thing you'd ever saw in your life before i would buy it. what's that i didn't even care about what the songs were it just had to have a cool cover yep and usually they turned out to have cool songs too so oh, yeah that was what i looked for you know and so like you found a lot of these bands in uh we were talking magazines uh, yeah that's like, how you found out about a lot of them back then yeah back in the day they used to have like heavy metal magazines and uh i, mean, I feel like that was kind of like the social media for a lot of the music back then almost you it kind of was because uh i mean You'd probably be more versed in some of the names of these magazines, but I remember hearing about like you know like what Kerrang or there was a yeah, there, there was, was Hit Parader. I mean, there were several of them that were around back then. I think Hit Parader's still around now, but yeah. I'm not real sure. Don't quote me on yeah, that. Yeah, I want <laughs> But no, it's just easier to find stuff on the internet. I mean, and you can find it from anywhere in the in the world, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, if you want to find something from Germany, you can find it. Yeah. You know. And I feel like the algorithms are getting pretty good now, too, where, like, even if you listen to something that's slightly on a local basis, they can even suggest things that are still pretty close to it, and they're still kind of local. Like, Spotify was good for that, even if I, like, I went to, one day I went to Hold for Swank Radio on Spotify and hit play, and it played me a bunch of stuff by, uh, some of the bands were signed and some were unsigned, but it was kind of neat to just sit down and, and figure out that, like, oh, this is some punk band from Kentucky, that's cool, like, never heard of them. You know, yeah. pr- might not ever get to see them, but it's kind of cool. I got to check their stuff out online. You know, there's just that availability from literally everywhere. Like even the podcast, I just put it online and there's like plays from Canada and I get I get one play from Canada every week and I get a play from Ireland every week. And I don't know who's listening. That's awesome. Hey, guys, I, thanks for listening. I love yeah. having you guys listen. That's but, awesome. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that's crazy. Like, I can't believe there's people out of country that listen to it every single week. So 
I mean, that's that's cool. I yeah. mean, you can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, I mean, say hi to Canada if you want to. <laughs> hey, Canada. Yeah. I've actually done a band from there called Mastery. Oh, nice. show with them. Do you remember where they're from? Uh, <laughs> Canada. Yeah, Canada. I mean, that's the tough <laughs> thing. You've done... How many shows have you, you think you've done? Let's ask, oh, let's, let me ask man. you that. Like, how many shows did early, you do last Early year? on, I was doing three, four shows a week sometimes. Oh, dang. Um... Yeah, it wasn't uncommon for me to do, like, a show at the House of Bricks, the all-ages show, yep. and then do uh, the 21 and over, like, Shooter's Hideaway at that time was still around. Yeah. So I could do that multiple times, mm-hmm. you know. I may even have a show on Saturday at the Vaudeville Muse for the all-ages show. Oh, that's cool. And then do something... At the House of Bricks for the 21 and over, you know. Yeah. So I it, it, I couldn't even tell you how. It's in the thousands probably. Yeah, that's that's insane, man. Um, uh, as far as places you booked, you were talking uh, like vaudeville and all sorts of other places. Where do you book at nowadays mostly? I mean, I, a lot of it's at Bogs for the, for I do the a month, lot of Boggs monthly is, show. Um, I, I, do, I do occasionally shows at Lefties. Yep. Um. In vaudeville, I did a show uh, shortly right after that Raven one there with yeah, Alter Within. And that's what it was. What what did this, what was the show you did at vaudeville recently? It was a Common Collapse, Odds of an Afterthought, Alter Within, and crap. That's I mean, that's yeah, the worst part about doing the podcast live with like no internet connection and. I can't remember the other band now. Sorry, other band. I'm going to say it for you because it's the worst thing in the world when you start blanking on that. I'm trying to remember the poster. <laughs> but I remember, I had remembered you did a vaudeville show, and I, I, yeah. I guess I mistook it as the Raven show. But No, it, but, was, it was like the, the week after. Yeah, did you have... Uh, show the night of the Raven show that you went to after that. Like, did, were you doing a? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. So you not only went to a sh- an early show, but then you booked a late show. And I had I had a show at Hall that night. That's awesome, man. I, that's just you know, it's one of those things we're just we're just talking about it. Like sometimes you miss the shows, but sometimes it works out just right because Des Moines got this weird thing where they don't allow people in bars after nine if you're not 21 and over, and it and it creates this weird cramp on like the the promoter that wants to do a show after nine or the bands that want to play after nine. Cause even though some places down there do, I'm not sure if they have a thing where they will let you play after nine, but then the liabilities on the bar or something. I don't know what exactly. Yeah, I what, don't know what, and I know most bars are just like, we don't want to deal with it. So it's, it's, it's just a thing. A lot of the people under 21 that are in bands end up playing on early shows at places. And, and sometimes people aren't off work by the time the early show starts. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of a tough thing to do, but I, I actually like playing early shows. What do you, what's your take on the early show, late show thing? Because sometimes, like, like with that Raven show, it was a benefit. You got to see Raven on an early show, yeah. and then you got to go across um, town and, and do your own show. I usually like doing the all-ages shows, mainly because they get it gets a kid something to do. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, you couldn't do nothing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you just, I mean, we were outside playing with, you know, sticks and rocks, really. Yeah, I, I mean, say, you're the stick in the hoop kind of guy. <laughs> you know, there really wasn't much to do when I was a kid. I mean, you had four channels on TV. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And three of them, most of the day, played soap operas, which, yeah. When I'm a kid, I don't care about that stuff. Yes. But you were outside. You were making up games or, you know, mm-hmm. 
playing football or you know going over to the local school and shooting baskets or something you were, you were never inside yeah so we just didn't do that yeah so you know I think the all-ages show gives the kids something to do if they want to. Yeah. Dude, those all-ages shows are almost always packed, too. Because people under 21, that's they're looking for something to do. And if it's like this is $3 to get in, they'll pay 3 bucks to go watch their friends play or some friend of their friends. Or if their buddy's band is going to be there, they'll go check them out with their buddy. You know, and it's... Yeah. The early shows are so awesome. So they have their, their place. I mean... Yeah, definitely. I, I don't do a lot of them because... It's usually how it works out, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Boggs usually doesn't uh, at Boggs Hole Avenue. They usually don't do early shows. Um, no. I guess they do have like a, the Blues Jam there, or some such, and that usually starts at like seven or something. Yeah. But, uh, I've, I've I think yet to that's make, uh, Sunday night. I've yet to make too many of those. I. Uh, I haven't made. Any. I. Like it's tough to travel, man. It's I, I mean, you're pr- I'm sure you're in the same shoes I am. It's not too far to Des Moines, but I'm sure it's just far enough where sometimes it's an inconvenience, you know. Hey. I mean, it's it's down you know, the road, especially if I worked all day, you know, <laughs> I may be tired and yeah, you know, eh, I don't feel like going. I'll just stay home. Yeah, the but, toughest. I think the toughest part of that might be the drive home, because like it's not like like driving there. You're stoked, and then you get done with everything. And it's like, well, now I got a 45 minute to an hour long drive home. And it's yeah. just like, well, bummer. You know, and sometimes that's the big kicker. You're just like, I don't want to have to get a coffee and drive home or whatever it is, you know. like. Yeah. So. Yeah, it does get kind of boring. Yeah. I mean, you're like me. You don't party, so you just kind of. Nope. I gave up drinking when I was 26, so. That's almost like me. I just wasn't any good at it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's not like I partied too much. I just. No, I just, I, it just wasn't something I. I guess I grew out of my childhood phase, you know. I didn't want, yeah. to, I didn't want to do it no more. And then I got married and had kids, and you know that kind of ruined it. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know? I sometimes just look at it as an obligation. It's just like, well, now I'm now I'm drinking, and now I almost have to have a babysitter. Neat, you know. Like, <laughs> just I don't want to have to deal with that stuff. Yeah. You know, it, it just got harder, so I had just quit. Yeah. I mean, for me, it really wasn't that. Bi- I'm. It wasn't a life change or nothing. Yeah, like, I was yeah. just, I drank a few here and there. I was, I guess you'd call me a social drinker. Yeah. You know? My friends drank, so I drank. You mm-hmm. know? It's just the way yeah. it goes, yeah. But then when I got kids and that, you know, life changes and you move on. Yeah, and I, you know, it's not like a, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're the same as me. You don't have anything against anybody who drinks, parties, does any of that stuff. Heck, you deal with musicians and bands and every stuff like that. And hey, my theory is what you do is your thing. Yeah. What I do is my thing. As long as you don't try to force your thing onto me, yeah, we're cool. Well, that goes for everything. Like, me and John were talking about that in the last podcast, politics. It's like, man, we might talk a little bit of politics and Three Finger Betty, but we just really honestly don't care. Oh, we got a phone call. Who is it? That's our first live phone call. It's a call in. <laughs> I thought I turned it off. That's totally cool. Here, let's uh, I'll let it's, you pause. I'll let you pause that uh, bad boy. It's probably my wife. It was it's probably the, my wife. It's the lottery commission calling to tell you you have won. <laughs> I wish you gotta you gotta show up. It is the wife. Yep. All right. Sorry, uh, wife. Uh, we'll get back. We'll get back to her in just a second. I'm <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, uh, I am too. I thought I turned it off, but I guess I did. Yeah, we're getting we're getting kind of close to an hour here, but uh, wow. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. I have really 
for like a few minutes, really. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how fast the time flies when you just get to talking about stuff. That's the other thing. We're talking about music. That's one of your favorite things. You know, I love music, and I'll talk with anybody about anything, anytime, however yeah. long you want. Yeah, man. I mean, you've all you were always friendly to me at shows. I mean, you're the. I'm I'm almost never the first person to come up to somebody and talk to somebody, and you were like, you came right up to me and talked to me at a show, so it was super cool. I mean, like, it's nice to actually, you know, meet people that, uh, I mean, you and I are both social. I wouldn't say we're, like, the best socialites in the world. But, uh, I'm really not. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, but we'll both I'm kind talk. of a shy, but. We'll both talk to you. I mean. But when it comes to music, I don't know, I just open up. Yeah, You know, man. that's. I don't know, my world, I guess you would call oh, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's where I feel comfortable. Yeah. You know, when I'm at a show, I'm at home. Yeah, man. You know, because I'm having a blast. Exactly. Whether I'm showing it or not, you know, usually it's my shows, I'm kind of laid back. I don't really. Mm-hmm. But if you saw me at the Raven show. Yep. I was right up front, headbanging with the best of them. Yeah, man. That was such a good show. Oh, just called again. Right. Oh, man, it must be important. I bet it is. Yeah, she's wondering where I'm at. Oh, <laughs> I geez. told her. Oh, okay. I was going to say, geez, you didn't tell her you are going to do a podcast? Yeah. All right, we're good. All I right. turned it off this time. All right. I forgot what I was even talking about. Yeah, we were just talking about going to shows and oh, yeah. and all that other stuff. But Yeah, when I'm, at, when I'm at my show, I'm just laid back. I'm having fun. But I usually don't get overly, you know, into the the crowd you know into the mood yeah because i'm thinking about things in my head which mm-hmm. is kind of it really bugs me sometimes because i wanted i wanted to be more but i'm thinking more about the promoter side you yeah know? i'm worrying about you know are they on time are they going to stop too soon yep you know are they going over you know there's a lot of things that kind of go on when you're putting on the show that a lot of people don't even realize even happens yeah um the new year's eve show i i booked for us that's something like i'm starting to realize how difficult it is to do promotion and booking for a show because i've i've only booked a handful of shows ever in my life and it's difficult man even just to get one band on a show sometimes it's it's a little difficult and we were talking a little bit about the podcast and and you were talking about how it Everybody's usually pretty good to you. Like uh, almost every single, you, you said like pretty much every band you've ever dealt with has been really good about getting back to you in a timely fashion, telling you whether or not they can or can't show up, like keeping their dates. And that was like, it almost seems to come up in every podcast that like even though musicians are kind of like labeled as a motley bunch, we're all still pretty. I don't know if it's it's the business end of it, but we're all pretty well on time with most of our stuff and. And most of us almost always bring our A game, and it's it's actually kind of a, a weird thing because even though like a lot of us get uh, where the dawn is a black cap, I guess you could say we're all still pretty good people. And uh, I mean, it's kind of nice to actually hear from somebody who deals with so many bands to say that like most bands are that way. And as far as even me just trying to book shows, I've I've run into that too. Every band is really really good about all that kind of stuff. It's yeah, most bands really usually are. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I've had uh, over the years a few that it's it's gonna happen though that haven't you know showed up to the show or yep you know just never got back to me about whether they could or couldn't do the show mm-hmm. which that's that's fine you know yeah I'm not a, I'm not gonna pay you a million dollars to come and play so yeah it's you know, understandable <laughs> you yeah. know hey if you don't want to play that's fine but 
most of the bands are usually pretty cordial about it, and they'll, you know, hit me back a day or two maybe, you know, because not everybody checks everything every day. Exactly. So, you know, it may take a couple of days, but somebody will go back, hey, yeah, I'll check with the guys, you know, see if, if we're available. Mm-hmm. And then usually maybe a couple of days later they'll get back to me about whether they can or can't, mm-hmm. you know. So I've never really had a, a big problem with that. Yeah. But it does happen sometimes. Yeah. I mean, you're always going to find, like, the occasional bad apple. I mean, it's it just it – just, it's bound to happen. Even sometimes, like, I I was on one show one time and, and one guy just forgot that he had a show. And he, he lived out of town – and everybody shows up to the show and they didn't have whatever it was, a bassist or a guitarist or a singer or something. I don't even remember. But it was like, well, now they can't play and only one guy didn't show up and, like, whether he overslept or what the deal was. But, like, that's, that's like, the only time it's ever happened to me in, like, playing almost 100 shows in two years and, you know, with 200-plus-ish bands. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy that you just think about the per- mere percentages of it all and how, like, rarely stuff goes awry like that. It's pretty awesome. But I th- I, in that situation, I would think the band would still play. Yeah. Even though that member wasn't there. I've, which I, I don't understand. I've had this happen twice recently where, where one of their members couldn't make it or something, you know, broke yep. down or something, and they didn't make it, and they weren't going to play the show. Yeah. Why Why would you not want to play the show? You got the majority of the band there. Yeah. I mean, people will understand, hey, you know, well, the drummer didn't show up or the guitar player didn't show up. Or, you know, hey, just play your little show and, you know. I do kind of get a little bit of it uh, to an extent because, like, if there's no drummer, it might be pretty tough to pull off some of the stuff. Yeah. But... And, or, like, let's say you're in a band where things are kind of lopsided, where one guy only plays rhythm and another guy only plays lead, and the guy that plays rhythm can't play the leads, and the songs are very lead-heavy. So then you end up with, like, a really nutted-down version of whatever they're trying to show you. Okay, well, see, that's somebody and, who actually explains something to me. You yeah. Know? And, Nobody ever does that. We yeah, just can't play. Yep. Well, and, why? And I mean. And that's one of the things I feel like the communication barrier that has to do with, like, musician. That might be, like, the communication thing that um, that we often reference to. We're, like, we're all good at talking to each other, but I feel like a lot of times people don't explain things. Because um, I try my best to see both sides of the coin because I totally see where I, you're coming I, from, too. I try too. to, too. Most of you are here. Why not just play it? But I have actually been to one show where they had a, a band that the drummer didn't show up, and they played without the drummer, and it was it was really awkward. It worked uh, to an extent, but it was kind of weird to see like uh, two guitarists and a bassist play a bunch of songs with no drummer, and they were you know like get off a beat and try and come back on, and without a drummer, they're kind of like you know he the drummer leads the band from behind, you know, kind of like a, like yeah. a dog musher, you know, he's just sitting back there whipping everybody in time and. That's pretty much what the the drummer does in most bands. So like, it is kind of one of those things. I get to see where like everybody's coming from. Um, I mean, if you want to like make analogies for it, it's kind of like, well, we were gonna come with a sports car, and instead we got this, uh, you know, this S- Ford Escort. And it's just like, well, dude, just drive the Escort around. And they're like, we wanted to drive the sports car. And it's like, yeah, but you got this Escort. It still goes point A to point B. Yeah. You know, so it is one of those crazy things that like, it. It sucks that that happens, and like the breakdown things happen too, because it's not like musicians are rich, you know. Like they end up with. Yeah. Uh, I've had that happen, you know. We're, especially from out of town bands, they were 
going to come, but they broke down. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I usually don't hold that against anybody. You, you can't. I mean, as the old saying goes, shit happens. Yeah, man. But, you know, when it happens, you know, four or five times, then yeah. I get to think, well, hey, maybe I shouldn't book these guys yeah. no more because they're not going to come. Yeah, if you burn me like 12 or 14 more times, I'm out of here. No, <laughs> yeah. <I> just... <laughs> but, yeah, you know what I mean? I don't hold it if something happens, you know, or... Um, was we were doing a, I was doing a show earlier and uh, earlier in the year and Journey's End was on it. Yep. And one of the guys' daughter, I don't remember what happened, but something happened. Yep. And they weren't going to make the show. Well, I didn't hold that against uh, them. No. I've a couple months later, I asked them for another show. Yep. Worked out that they couldn't do it, but yep. you know, it's the life thing. Man. You know, yeah. I don't hold that stuff against other bands. I know some promoters will or won't. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I mean, I just want people to come and see you. Mm-hmm. So if you come to the show and play, some people will come and see you. Yeah. I guarantee at least five people will be there to see you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I can't always guarantee you a full house, but, you know, yeah. somebody will be there to hear you. Exactly. And that's, and, and that's what, like, like we were talking about it in that John Wall podcast. You give, you give bands the opportunity. All they got to do is show up and bring it. You know, there's going to be some people there to watch, and most most people are pretty open to music. I it's not like people are so music snobs, like uh, everybody's got their preferences, obviously. But when it comes to live music, I feel like everybody appreciates the fact that somebody's out there making art. Like at the show last night, everybody's like, "Dude, you killed it on this song!" And I'm like, uh, oh, we played "Jailbreak" by Thin Lizzy, you know, and I'm playing some solo stuff, and I mess it up or whatever, and everyone's like, "You're killing it." And it's like, man, to me, I'm not killing it. But to them, they were just like, well, I can't play the guitar. So everything you did was just, like, amazing. So you get, still get that, like, they respect what you're doing, even if they may or may not like your kind of music. Because, you know, I've I've said it before, like, Potty Mouth Punk isn't everybody's favorite. But we went to play a show in Humboldt, Iowa on New Year's Eve, and the whole place was just moving the whole time. I mean, there, there were people kicking chairs and tables out of the way to, to dance and stuff. And it's like, that. it doesn't always happen at the shows, and it's awesome when it does happen. So Yeah. I it's amazing how uh, some shows I just thought were just going to be the worst show I had ever done. Uh-huh. And they turned out to be the best show I'd done. Yeah, dude. Because people came, everybody had a great time, so the bands just kicked ass. Yeah. And I thought, man, this is going to be boring, nobody's going to be there, blah, 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 you know? Yep. And it turned out to be the best show I'd ever done. And yep. I've done shows with... Several bands that should have packed the place, but nobody showed up. It's it's always a crapshoot though too. Like uh, we'll play some shows in in Des Moines and and it's not that full, and we'll play other shows in Des Moines at the exact same venue, with like the same setting. It's like well, this is a nine o'clock show on a Saturday, just like last month. And this you know this month a bunch of people come, and last month nobody came. And it's not like there was another show going on or anything else like remotely huge going. Like it's it's not like we were competing with the Super Bowl on that night or anything like that. Yeah. You know, it's like it's weird because I. It's kind of like the accordion booking. It's just like there seems like people come out in spurts to come see the shows, and it's it's always tough to tell exactly how many people are going to be there, you know? Yeah, in Des Moines, it's, it's really hard sometimes because it could be the sunniest day in the in the world and nobody shows up. Yep. Or it could be the crappiest day and everybody shows up. Yep. I mean, it's... It, it, the weather has... I've noticed 
has no really play into what it happens. Yeah, my favorite is is wintertime blizzard stuff, and it's just like travel conditions are horrible, and the place is packed. Yeah. Why? Like, I don't get it. It's so funny. Normal people would be at home, in their bed, yep. under 50 covers, yep. and not moving an inch, yep. and yet this place is full yeah and that i guess that has something that says something about it though like it's the the netflix and chill generation doesn't always just netflix and chill like we uh you know like we paint them to and it's you know i do my fair share of sitting around doing nothing (laughs) i do too but uh man i go out shows too and I, i love going to see shows and i feel like a lot of people do too uh maybe it's just live entertainment people are tagging to these days but i feel like uh I feel like almost anybody doing anything entertaining could probably find a stage to go somewhere to do it if they really wanted to these days. And, uh, I mean, that goes for music. That goes for, like, live art. Um, I mean, like, pro wrestling. There's companies out there for pro wrestling everywhere these days. Uh, It's just almost everything. There's art shows in almost every single town. So if you make art, you can display it somewhere. And it's not always expensive to display your art places. Yeah. I mean... Des Moines is kind of a a weird place because there is so many things that you can do mm-hmm. for just anything, really. I mean, you were talking about art and music, and it's all there. Yeah. You just need to look where it's at. Yeah. Find out where it's at. I mean... From music, there's so many places that play such great music. Yeah, and all different. And all different, all days of the week. Yeah, all different kinds. I, yeah. And, and, that's, and that's the thing, like, just because I don't play at a place doesn't mean the place doesn't have music. Because, like I said, not everybody wants that potty mouth punk band, but there's places playing country music, jam nights. They got, there's places that only have cover bands, and the cover bands are awesome. I mean. Yeah, and there's some that do karaoke. I mean. You, you can go find music any time of the week yep. in Des Moines if you want to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they even have, like, dueling piano karaoke. I've heard that's been around in Des Moines before, which, that'd be friggin' cool. I mean, it's not up my alley, and I probably wouldn't go sing, but it'd be sweet to go see it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I just, I love, I don't know if it's just like, I love being entertained, but I love just going places and having that option to, uh, to be entertained. And I think just having you around and, uh, for the at least part of the music end to help just to help either the people that want to entertain somebody find a place to entertain somebody or just to put on the show to give someone an opportunity just to go somewhere and enjoy some music uh you're like you know just a diamond in the rough around here i appreciate it, i really do and I'm, I'm sure everybody else that you're interact with do, you know appreciates it just as much um some of it just comes down to asking like if you play music why not just just ask Dom. Hey, he'll point you in the right direction. If if he can't directly help you, I know he will. I mean, he, yeah. Uh, there's there's been a few uh, bands that you know wanted money, and I don't do money because first of all, I'm just like you. I'm a working guy. Yep. You know, I don't have a bank account full of money that I can go. Hey, I'll give you this amount for doing a show. So yeah, you know. And the stuff that I do do comes out of my own pocket. Exactly. So, so those that's post- why I don't do guarantees. Yeah, all I, those posters and everything. That, that comes, comes out of your, out of your my pocket. pocket. Personal, yeah. personal pocket, man. You know, so I'm I'm just like you. Yeah, you man. Know, when you're buying your, your guitar strings or... Exactly. You know, that's all coming straight up. That's, that's your pay. Uh, yep. You know, it's, that's me. So I don't do guarantees, but there are, I have had several bands that... 
have wanted to do shows but want more money than I can give them. Yeah. So I'll promote, I'll point them to somebody else who who can do that. Exactly. And, you know, then they can go from there. Yeah. You know, I'll help you out any way I can. Yeah. And I don't ask for nothing. Yep. You know, I don't turn down a free T-shirt or a CD. Yeah, exactly. I don't ask for it. Yep. You know, but I'll help you out any way I can. If it's just like you got a a song you're wanting to promote, I'll put it up on all my my pages or, you know, send it as a post or whatever. You just got to ask. Exactly. I'm not going to go just do it. Yeah. Uh, You know, because. Because otherwise then you end up like you're spending all your free time hunting down everybody's stuff to go do it. And it, it ends up just becoming like this uh out of control thing i I know exactly where you're going with that yeah you know if you ask i'll help you you know i'll if you just want you know to get in touch with somebody who's in similar genre and you want to do a show with them i'll send you to them i mean i know several bands in several different genres i've even worked with cover bands so if you need a cover band hit me up i can send you to a cover band heck yeah that's that's awesome you know, I, I I would encourage anybody that wants to make music just to just to go out and do it because there are people out there that will enjoy it. There's people out there that will help you book it. There's people that are out there that would that just love to have you in their venue making music. Um, whether or not it's a jam night, whether or not it's a crazy one promotion monthly show at, at Boggs Hole Avenue Tavern, whatever you got going on, and that's uh, one of the reasons I I had Dom on today because you know he's. I don't know. You're just like you're doing God's work, man. You're you're, uh, you're out here just uh, donating some of your time, just like me, to help everybody get along and help promote each other and help support each other and go out to the shows and stuff. And uh, I feel like Iowa needs that and deserves it. And uh, I'm glad to have you around, man. I really am. Hey, I appreciate everything. I appreciate the bands that work for me. Well, I guess they don't work for me, but I've done shows for me. Yeah. I, most of them have been here since the beginning and some, you know, are new and it just keeps kind of growing every year. It seems to get a little bit bigger. Um, I, I try to do more shows, but man, sometimes it's just tough. I just don't have the time to do all the shows that everybody wants me to do. And, yeah. you know, I try to do as many as I can, you know, um, I try to do at least two a month, you know, maybe a, the monthly one and then something somewhere else. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but, you know. Yeah. I try to do as many shows as I can, and I have a real bad problem about not saying no. Oh, man. I I, I can't say no. It's it's just one of those, it's just one of those things. A band hits me up and says, hey, we're going to do this show. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Should I do it? Yeah, I'll do it, and yeah. you know, yeah. and I just I end up doing it, and I don't know. And my wife always yells at me, "Why don't you just say no?" I just can't say no. It's it. I know exactly what you're saying, man. It's tough to tell somebody no. Like uh, I fielded some podcast requests from people that were so far out of state that it would be tough to do a face to face interview, and it's 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 tough to actually tell them no because I could, I know I could Skype it in and do it that way but it's yeah. not what I prefer doing because I feel like it's easier and better to just sit down face to face with someone and do it but I mean it's all just comes down to preference once again but it's it's super hard to say no to somebody especially when they're especially when you have an outlet for their whatever they're doing and yeah. and 
I don't know. So I I know exactly where you're coming from. See, uh, the first time the Midnight Devils hit me up for a a show, I was really hesitant because I'm not a big fan of cover bands. Uh huh. Um, just just for the fact that if for me, if I wanted to hear that song, yeah, I know. I would go see that band. Yeah, it's uh the jukebox in a bar. Yeah, yeah, I know know exactly what you're saying. I just doesn't mean they're bad. No, which I'm glad I did it because the Midnight Devils put on one hell of a show. Yeah, dude. I don't I, know if you've seen. Have you seen? I've not. But dude, they are awesome. I I mean, it's a killer show. I, and not just the music. The show is killer. Those guys just. I mean, it's amazing. I have that same somewhat of a feeling about how. I kind of, if I wanted to hear this song, I'd, you know, just put it on and listen to it. Yeah. But I, through the last couple of years, I've seen a handful of cover bands that have wowed me quite a bit. So there, you do end up with this weird thing where some of those cover bands, it's like, these guys aren't, they aren't messing around, dude. They're out there, like, killing it. They got great lights, great sound. A lot of times those cover bands are some of the best put together bands, too. They've got some of the best stage presence and production. I'll tell you the best tribute band i ever saw mm-hmm. was a band out of omaha called maiden voyage they're oh, an iron maiden tribute band yep they have the costumes i mean everything they have the eddie the trooper oh, no the way. mummy i mean they have everything that's awesome coolest show i'd ever seen that's sweet man and all they do is that, that's their whole thing they just do iron maiden yeah man i mean like I don't even know, like, we've mentioned uh, Hairball on the podcast maybe once or twice. Even that's, like, a hell of a good show. Like, it's just, yeah. it's nothing to sleep on. Like, uh, I know everybody knows that music is enjoyable almost no matter what you go. But, like, everybody also knows that some people that play music end up being a little bit of music snobs. I mean, like, myself included to an extent. But I've learned over, you know, the last while from watching bands not to turn my nose up at that anymore because... You know, you you find out how much time and effort these people put into it, and how goddamn entertaining some of them are when they play, and it's nothing to sell short. Because I mean, maybe some of it comes from being a performer now and seeing how difficult it actually is to be that entertaining all the time. And some of these bands are just killing it out there. So, I mean, don't sleep on those cover bands either. Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of them, man. And uh, I mean, like it comes back down to like there's a bunch we could list, but if once you start listing them, where do you stop? And you don't want to snub any other bands. If um, you go on to the Crazy Moon Promotion site and go to the our story, the our story, yep. you can see a list of the bands that I've worked with over the years. I got the new ones since uh, 2016 at the top, and the ones that were older down at the bottom. There's so many, and so many of those bands are. They're just amazing bands. Yeah, is and that is that on your website or is yeah, that, it's on the crazy one face Facebook, Facebook page. page. All right, there yeah. is a whole. Li- I mean, it's a huge list. Yeah, it's uh, I uh, enjoy that because it seems like every year you put out that post where it's like, hey, thanks to all these bands for booking shows and playing with me in this year, and it's always just like, there's like 150 bands on here, dude. Like, it's insane. And some of them I've had two or three times. Yeah, it's uh. It's awesome, man. I really enjoy what you do. Uh, 
I want to say thanks again for like sitting down with me doing the podcast. Uh, hey, I was I was surprised didn't you hit me up this afternoon. So well, I uh, I was originally just going to do musicians, but man, you do so much work with musicians in the area that I feel like just having you on here might be a good exposure for you and for the musicians to get to know you to find somebody that you know might be able to help them out a little bit if they want to you know play in a if they're from not Des Moines and they want to play near Des Moines, you can help them out a little bit. So like. Um, I mean, yeah, I've done shows with lots of bands around Iowa, period. I mean, yeah, all over Waterloo, Tom down to down that way. And yeah, I mean, I'll work with anybody as yeah, long man. as they just ask. Yeah, you hold no quarter. So, uh, thanks again, man. I'm gonna shake your hand real here, real oh, quick. Yeah. Uh, I'll put all I'll put a link to your Facebook, your Twitter, your <laughs> Instagram, your YouTube. <laughs> Uh, I have Reverb too. You got Reverb Nation. Yeah. All right, so I'll throw that on there as well. If I'm forgetting anything, you can just shoot me a message or whatever. Yeah. And uh, everybody else, if you want to get a hold of Dominic, just click one of them links. Uh, contact him through Crazy One Promotions and and book yourself a show with him because he's tons of fun. He's a great guy. So thanks, Dom. Uh, Thank you, Peter. I'll, I will uh, talk to you at the next show we do. Oh yeah. All right, we'll see you. We got to get Betty back. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hey, huge shout out to Dominic for doing the podcast with me on a short notice. Uh, it's awesome to get somebody in here that's not a musician to let everybody know, you know, it's a little bit of the other side of the story of what goes on putting on shows. And, and some shows uh, aren't booked by promoters and some shows are, but it's just kind of neat to, to get his, you know, take on the whole entire thing. And, uh, you know, shout out to him for doing the podcast with me because, you know, like I said, and many podcasts before this is a pretty mobile podcast i don't really have a studio uh, you know since the musicians and people that help out with music around the state live everywhere in all sorts of towns i try to do the best i can to accommodate them and they do the best they can to accommodate me and for that i'm very grateful and uh you know 2019 is looking like a pretty good year for audible farm i'm glad everybody is uh you know listening to the podcast i'm glad everybody's enjoying it i've got a lot of people interacting with me online I'm going to do my best to interact with everybody that does, you know, a little bit of interact with me, regardless of the social platform. Uh, you know, our, our YouTube page has been blowing up lately. Uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, last year we had a, almost a thousand listens on YouTube for all the podcast episodes that I put up. So that's pretty awesome. I'm you know, very happy about that. If uh, anybody has any suggestions for interviews, let me know. The, the schedule's getting pretty tight, but I still... I'll still try and squeeze people in there. I can always pre-record the episode and uh, play it at a later date as long as we aren't discussing too much time-sensitive material. So that's just something else for everybody to think about. Uh, another thing, I'm still fielding tons of Facebook friend requests. Just shoot me a message, guys. Let me know uh, who you are, how you know me, uh, you know, anything like that. Otherwise, it's just kind of weird adding people randomly that I don't have the slightest clue who they are. But uh, otherwise, just follow that Audible Farm on Facebook. That's, you know, that'll probably be your best bet as far as getting to interact with me on a personal level. So I super appreciate that. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram as well at Audible Farm. Um, you know, we're pretty much everywhere, just like Dominic and Crazy One Promotions. Make sure you check out all those links down below. I'm going to put those down there. Uh, you know, he constantly posts show posters and uh, he, he does a really good job of letting people know what's going on. You just got to you just got to know where to look to find the shows, and uh, Dominic's page is a good place to look to find some metal shows. If you like metal shows, hey, if you got a metal band, hit up Dominic. You know, you can always hit him up at the Crazy One Promotion page, too. So, uh, 
you know, hit him up. Thank, I want to thank him again for doing the podcast because, uh, you know, it's, it's great. I'm glad I finally got somebody on here that's not necessarily a straight-up musician. So uh, shout-out to him once again. Check his page out. Uh, check out all our social media. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Wherever you're listening, whether it's Spotify or SoundCloud or iTunes because we're on the iTunes podcast. I mean, we're, we're in a lot of different places, so I appreciate it. If you want us somewhere where we are not, let me know, and I will do my best to put the podcast on that platform for you. So thank you, everybody. I will check you next episode. Peace.